0: first of all, let me say, I like that quote mm-hmm. and it shows, and I'm a mathematician, it shows that you can't get meaning out of numbers and mm-hmm. mathematics. And that is sadly all too common in our society. If you can't measure it, it doesn't exist. And therefore, it is important that we ask this kind of question. Now, let's, let's come to your question, because from a Christian perspective, I just find it impossible to think about the good life without putting it into the context of the Christian view of human flourishing. And that means human flourishing that is not selfish or individualistic, but promotes the flourishing of our fellow human beings, mm-hmm. and especially those of us who belong to the body of Christ. Now we use the word "good." You're talking mm-hmm. about the good life in different ways. You asked me when we met this morning, "How are you today?" And I said, "I'm good," which is an Americanism, but we've adopted it over here. Now, what does that mean? It's a simple expression of feeling that indicated that I had a sense of feeling that life is going pretty well in terms of health and circumstance. This morning, we we feel right and most of us uh, think that uh, life has meaning when we say "I'm, I'm good at least for the moment and of course that sense of feeling good can be enhanced if we're involved in seeking the good of others and their flourishing and that brings into it a moral sense although we might not claim to be particularly moral. Christianity though, injects a very strong moral dimension into the idea of what is good, building on the fact that all of us are moral beings made in the image of God. And I think that's where I would start the Genesis statement where it says God made human beings in his own image, male and female, he created them. So both men and women, of equal value, given an infinite, immeasurable dignity, because we're made in the image of God. It's very interesting watching Jordan Peterson not long ago in his lectures on Genesis, which are fascinating. And he came across this statement we're made in the image of God. And he said, Man, that's the cornerstone of our civilization, and we ignore it at our peril. And I think this is important because goodness starts in the Christian sense with God. Of course, if we want to spell that out, there's a very interesting article by New York Times writer David Brooks uh, and a book he's written called The Road to Character and in it he discusses a series of individuals that he thinks exemplify the good life and he demonstrates that their concept of the good life arose from deep commitment to a vocation as well as to a faith or philosophy to community. Mm -hmm. Now he's writing from a more secular perspective and this is important because you've asked me about the Christian perspective. The Christian perspective starts with all human beings made in the image of God and one aspect of that is that they are moral beings so that all people whether they believed in God or not have got a moral sense. That means they've got a hardwired sense of goodness otherwise society would collapse And that's what Jordan Peterson is pointing out. And I was interested in reading Brooks because he outlines four qualities that leads to a a life that is, in his sense, good and full of meaning. Firstly, the experience of great love, the overcoming of hardship or suffering. Suffering he says introduces yourself to yourself, and my, is he right, and a deep involvement and active service to others without a desire for validation. And then he points out how we can learn about this. by reading the great books of Western civilization, which no doubt you promote in your course. And I was impressed as a Christian by the fact that Brooks from a more secular perspective said he wished to introduce issues of morality into conversations about the good life in the secular sphere, including, and this was the interesting thing, the concept of sin. Because he said one way to achieve a flourishing life is, quote, to identify your sins then try to stab them out. Mm. This, he said, is what humility is, the ability to see one's strengths and weaknesses and then to confront one's broken nature. Now that's all very well and good as advice. But the Christian message comes in here and it not only identifies the issue of our sins and failures to be good head on, but in order to lead us to the right concept of goodness, it faces us with a radical diagnosis that we are not good by nature. So that our basic need is forgiveness and salvation. But then and this is where Christianity differs from all other religions or philosophies, it offers a source of power to live the good life. The problem is that compare Socrates with Aristotle or contrast them. Mm. Socrates thought the way to live a good life is knowledge, education. Well it's important. Aristotle said the problem with me is, and he was a bright chap, he was well educated, was I don't have the power to live the good life. So Christianity in its definition of the good life not only defines it and gives us moral principles. It tells us that there is an available power through Christ and through his Spirit to live the good life. And If we just talk about the principles of morality and not the power, that leads into what I call the bondage of religion. It puts Mm -hmm. people into a straitjacket and they give up.